Okay. All praise to the Most High. You know, I really appreciate you having me on the show or whatever we're doing uh, on this debate. Uh, you know, all praise to the people that are going to be listening and getting the understanding. Um, so where we're going over right now is what? Translations, right? So I, will, uh, I don't know if y'all have a Zonderman uh, uh, Bible dictionary, but I'm going to go into uh, page 83 in uh, the sixth section. So translations. This is going to give you a history on some of the translations, right? So the Old and New Testaments appeared very early in translations. So the, we had a lot of early translations, actually many translations of the Bibles in, since the beginning. The Old Testament was translated into Greek. So Greek was on a, one of our captivities, if you actually read in the book of Maccabees, which is uh, the 14 books that were taken out of the Bible, right? So like, what we're going over is translations. There's many Bible translations. You have the NIV, the ESV, uh, what else is there? Uh, many other translations, but we're, the one Bible translation that is the most accurate is the King James Version. Why? Because it was the authorized uh, translation of the Bible. A lot of if, a lot of translations nowadays are either revised or they are uh, taking out or adding in excerpts to the Bible, right? So, uh, between uh, so the Old Testament was translated into Greek between the two uh, 250 and 150 BC, and the other translations in Greek appeared soon after the beginning of the Christian era. So the thing is, with the when it said the Christian era, if you look into the book of Maccabees, it talks about how King Antiochus was calling the Israelites at that time Christians, right, which means anointed. But you wouldn't know that unless you had the 14 books that were taken out of the Bible, not like the, the standard Bibles that you see nowadays that don't have those that have the standard 66 books, right? So parts, at least of the Old Testament were rendered into Syriac and er, uh, as early as the first century, and Coptic translations appeared probably in the third century. These were different dialects at that time, which were different uh, uh, versions of the Greek and uh, Hebrew and, you know, uh, languages at that time. So if, actually, if we go to, uh, we go to Psalms chapter 19, verse, uh, verse 3, we can get a better understanding from that as well. Because no matter where we go in the world, the Bible will always be the Bible, no matter what language or what you speak, right? So the book of Psalms, chapter 19, verse 3, there is no, there is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. So the, at this time, we were speaking as the oracles of God. We were speaking the words of God, the voice of God. So these different languages were... Uh, were not a hindrance to the word of God because these were the different captivities that we were in to uh, that we uh, that where we learned these different languages right and we were translating them into these languages so that everybody or not everybody but the Israelites that were in those captivities at that time will still get the word of God right uh, so let's keep reading from here so back to the Zonderman uh, uh, dictionary <clears throat> okay. So, and then the New Testament was translated into Latin and Syriac in 150 and into Coptic in 200. And sequent centuries, versions appeared in the Armenian, Gothic, Ethiopic, Geogrian, Arabic, Persian, and Slavic languages. These were also different captivities that we were in 
um, if you actually read throughout the Bible, uh, the different like the Egyptian, the uh, the Assyrian, Babylonian, the Grecian or Persian, Grecian, and Roman captivities, the Bible in whole or in part is now available in more than 1,100 different languages and dialects. So as we read in Psalms 19 and 3, there was going to be no language uh, or uh, speech where the voice is not going to be heard. So we can actually even confirm that even further if we go to the book of Isaiah, chapter 28 and verse 11. So let's get that real quick. Go with me. The, the, the book of Isaiah, chapter 28 and verse 11. For with stammering lips, if you don't know what stammering means, it means with stuttering lips. Like with Moses, Moses had uh, was raised by the Egyptians, so he spoke more of the Egyptian language than the uh, the Hebrew language. That's why he had Aaron translate and talking and talking to the children of Israel, and another tongue he will speak to this people. So another tongue is not talking about tongues as in oh uh, blah, 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 you know how these Christians do in their churches and stuff like that. They're talking about uh, different tongues as in different languages, right? So if we can actually confirm that with precept upon precept, we go to Acts 2 and 4. Let's get that real quick. One second. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. I paused your time. Don't don't worry. I, I got your time. Um, I just wanted to jump in real quick. Uh, uh, remember the, the second question also just... just and if you didn't, if, if you wanted to spend most time on the first one, it, it's okay. I, I just want to let you know uh, the second question... Uh, was also um, um, uh, are Christians under the Mosaic Law, and then remember the first one was was on interpretation and translation, so it, it's all one thing. So you you can bring up other things too. But but uh, I pause your time, and I'm gonna oh, I'm gonna I give you. We're gonna go uh, uh, like eight minutes for one, and then kind of uh, okay okay. So it's but, all in but one. I I I had paused your time like before I interrupted you. So you, you, you actually got extra time. Don't worry about it. Uh, I just paused it. I just wanted to, because I wasn't sure where you're going and I saw your time clicking down halfway. So I just wanted to oh. jump again. Don't worry about the time. Cause I already paused it like, like a minute ago before I interrupted. Oh yeah. But I was just, going into translation. No, basically, so. no, no, no. That, translation. It's similar. Uh, remember that's why I said it's almost the same question. So that's why I said, uh, interpretation, like who's it, uh, um, uh, give me evidence for the, the proper interpretation of Hebrew Israelite, but translation does uh, factor into that. So that that's that's good. That's why I said it's just, it's almost the same question. Uh, yeah, it's gonna take some parts. That's what no problem. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. yeah. It's like pretty long. Uh, why is uh, the yeah the Hebrew Israelite interpretation? Why is that the one we should follow? Uh, translation okay. uh, translation does combine with that. But then the second question was remember. Um, uh, are Christians uh, still currently under the Mosaic Law? Uh, go ahead and continue. Right. Uh, I gave you back extra time. Okay, so I'll sum it up. I'll sum it up a little bit no, more. You, you you got extra time, so I, I'll give you two minute warning when it happens. But okay. I, I pause everything, so <clears throat> I added some more time to you. So whenever you're ready, once you start talking, I'll restart it again. Okay. So then, if that's the case, all right, let's do that again. All right, so basically, going back to it, so basically, I was going to give you that the the basically the translation, as in the King James Bible, was the is the most accurate uh, translation of the Bible. So, excuse me, if we go back to the Zondervan uh, Dictionary, uh, if you read uh, in page eighty six, the King James Version it says forty seven of the best Hebrew uh, Hebrew and Greek scholars of the day were divided into six groups: three for the Old Testament, so they had three people, uh, three groups for the Old Testament. Uh, uh, two for the New, which is two for the New Testament, and one for the Apocrypha. The Apocrypha didn't matter, then the Apocrypha would just be uh, left out, right? But they had a whole group to that. 
two of the groups met at Oxford, two at Cambridge, right? So these are uh, really high Ivy League schools that they used to translate this. So the way that we get interpretation of the Bible is, is actually going to, if you go to Second Peter, let's go real quick, Second Peter uh, chapter 1 and verse 20. Knowing this, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any in, uh, private interpretation, for the prophecy came not in old time, but by the will of man. But holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. So the thing is that Moses and all of the prophets were moved by the Holy Ghost, which was the laws, statutes, and commandments, as well as that none of this was private interpretation, because we go back to Isaiah uh, chapter 28, and we read verse, uh, verse 9, or verse 10, I'm sorry. Because the way we're supposed to read the Bible is actually precept upon precept. That's the way we get the proper understanding because the Bible interprets itself. We don't interpret from our own feelings, our own thoughts. Uh, uh, this is what I think I know or this is how I feel about it. No, the, whatever the Bible says is, go, is, is, is the, uh, the correct interpretation. So it's the book of Isaiah chapter 28 and verse 10. For precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept. Line upon line, line upon line, here little and there little. So that's how we go and read the Bible. We're supposed to get some from over here and get some from over there. Heard. And then so now he was talking about the Old Testament laws. A lot of the laws are still in place. So actually, we'll start with a simple law or actually we'll go with Matthew 5 and 17. And I'll show you what Christ said uh, uh, concerning the laws. So there's the book of Matthew chapter 5 and verse 17. Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. So Christ said, think not that I have come to destroy the law or the what the prophets said. I have come not to destroy, but to fulfill. For barely I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass one jot or one tittle. So if a little bit of the earth or a little bit of the heavens fall away, which is which it hasn't at all because heaven, which is space and then earth is still here, right? that uh, shall in no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled. It's talking about prophecy. So the law is still in place. As long as heaven and earth are still here, the laws are still in place. So a lot of people think, oh, okay, well, what about it? Uh, what about faith and so forth, right? So the thing is, it's not, a, it's not just about faith. Faith is not justified by the law. Uh, a lot of people would rather go to Paul. A lot of Christians and Catholics and, and other denominations run to Paul because they don't understand his teachings, if you read that in James. So this is the book of Romans, chapter 3 and verse 31. Do we make void the law through faith? So do we void the law through faith? God forbid. So that means heck no. Yay, we established the law because the only law that was done away with from the old times is uh, uh, the, the, the Levitical laws of animal sacrifice. Why? Because Christ was the perfect lamb without blemish. He was the perfect lamb, the perfect sacrifice. So now we have no uh, there is no sacrifice that will fulfill for sin. And if most people don't know what sin is, let's get that real quick. But, but that, first, that's, you know, uh, that's time. Uh, uh, finish your, your thought. That's time, though. But finish your thought. Okay. So I'm just going to give you um, what, what it is about uh, the, last, uh, the last thing about animal sacrifice. So the book of Hebrews, chapter 10 and verse 4. For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats shall take away sins, because at the time in the Levitical laws, there was there was sacrifice for sin. Now there is no possible uh, uh, sacrifice for sin anymore, because God don't God doesn't have no pleasure in it. So if you read read all the way down to verse eight, 
Okay. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> uh, thank you for that. Um, all right. Now it's going to be our turn. Uh, we're going to have uh, the eight minutes, eight minutes up on the clock. All right. Here I go. Okay. So now the things that, that when I wanted the two questions I want to tackle is, is who the, who has uh, proper interpretation, who has more validity and who has more claim uh, for that interpretation. And then the second question, uh, our Christians under the mosaic law, the first one uh, ties in with translations uh, because the King James 1611 was done by by uh, obviously King James, uh, but it was heavily influenced by the Douay Rheims, which actually the the New Testament of the Douay Rheims was around in the, the 16th century, which is, I think it's, I believe it's like the 1500s. Uh, I want to say late 1500s. Uh, so that predates the uh, King James uh, 1611. The Old Testament uh, was published, I believe, at the beginning of the 17th century, uh, which again, it's it still predates uh, the the King, the King James 1611. And also the, the biggest and most important thing is that, that King James does not have uh, apostolic succession. He doesn't have uh, supreme authority on anything. And think about this, when, when Jesus Christ died and the apostles were there, uh, the King James or the New Testament uh, canon wasn't around when Christ, uh, after Christ died and, and gave the apostles, the, the early church, uh, didn't have the New Testament until later. So how, how did they fulfill it? How did they practice the teachings of, of Jesus, the the fulfillment of, of the covenant, of the new covenant, which is uh, Jesus Christ the Messiah? Where was the, um, and, and again, um, I, I, I can't remember, um, uh, is, this part, just correct me, is it the uh, Israel united in Christ? Is it Israel united in Christ? Yes, sir. Okay, okay. I just want to make sure. Okay, Israel united in Christ. In, uh, nowhere in the history books or, or any uh, early church fathers, there's no writings of, about the early church fathers, Augustine nor Clement or anyone else. In the councils, you know, the different councils, the Jerusalem, the, the Nicene, even later later on in Florence and any other councils, um, the uh, Israel united in Christ is, is nowhere to be found. And again, the King James 1611, that's like 1,600 years after the Bible was already circulating around the New, the New Testament. And how did we get that? Where was uh, the Hebrew Israelites during the development and formation of the New Testament canon? That's very important that we have to ask who gave that authority. And, and I would reject uh, the King James that has, he has a sufficient claim uh, for authority. There's no apostolic succession. Uh, a famous uh, Protestant, who's not a Catholic, he's a Protestant, Andy, Andy, Andy Stanley, he, he was equivalating that the, the divine word is not just written down in the books, even before there was papaya and written down, uh, God's word was a word, was oral tradition, and that's what we hold heavily to, as, as well as the, the, the written word of the book. But Anley Stanley says, you know, he this is his words, quote, uh, Jesus first, Bible second, because the event of Christ dying and resurrecting, coming back to life, that that is what we follow. And in uh, the second question I, I'll address uh, about the new covenant. But right now um, I'm still focusing on uh, on translation, because even Peter says in, in, in Peter, he talks about how people twist the words. Uh, and that's what happens when you don't go with apostolic succession. And, and we need to be focused on on Christ, 
Christ and his, his teachings of the early church, uh, whether uh, focusing on ethnicity, uh, I'm going to be honest, me, I wouldn't 100% trust my own interpretations. How much more would I be skeptical of somebody that comes 2,000 years after theology and philosophy and doctrine has been developed over the years? And to the second question about the uh, uh, is is uh, are Christians still under the um, the uh, um, the Mosaic laws or the the, the old covenant laws or, or whichever you want to say? Um, I, I want to go to was it Galatians uh, Galatians three. Uh, let me see if I can read this. Uh, For all who have relied on the works of the laws are under a curse. As it is written, curses everyone who does not continue to do everything written in the book of the law. Clearly, no one relies on the law is justified before God because the righteous will live by faith. The law is not based on faith. On, con- on contrary, it says the person who does not who does these things will live by them. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us it is written curses everyone who is hung on a pole he redeems us in order that the blessings given to abraham might come to the gentiles through christ jesus <clears throat> so that by faith we might receive the promises of the spirit and that that's a very important thing when it says uh christ is here to redeem us from the curse of the law if united if you are uh, united in christ uh, or yeah israel united in christ uh, you affirm Jesus Christ, and if if you are in Christ, then we are free from the curses um, that the Hebrew Israelites would say that they are, are still cursed under. But if you are in Christ, and you are free from that, and again, on well, I'll save that for the second part about the Matthew. Uh, I'm just going to continue with the opening statement. Uh, yes, and also there are many other uh, verses too as well in, in Galatians in the book of Galatians they're talking about dietary laws they're talking about circumcision circumcision and Paul uh, also says you don't have to be a good Gentile I mean a good a good Jew to be a good a good Christian uh, many other passages uh, when Jesus talks about the Sermon on the Mount he said you have heard it said but I say to you and then he Again, I do agree. Uh, well, I'll save that for the part I was going to get into the Matthew, but I'm going to save that. But anyway, the basic point real quick was that, that yes, Jesus, he, he didn't abolish it. He came to fulfill it, and it has been fulfilled. And that's where we are. The early Christians also believed that. Paul believed that. Uh, we do not get rid of everything in the old covenant. That is true. That is 100% true. Uh, but now we have a new covenant, just like in Jeremiah, just like in all the other, in the Old Testament, Christ is in there. He's all over there. His, his blueprint, his fingerprints, are in there and just like he's in there prophesizing about the new covenant written on the hearts of men written on the hearts um oh, okay uh shamara now i'm going to give it to you shamara okay <laughs> okay um well just real quick i don't want to take up much time real quick uh y'all can hear me perfectly right yeah you're gonna have to go real quick because uh, my fault. I, I kind of, I was, I kind of went over. So you're gonna have to ha- make it real quick. Next time you got a lot more time. I know you're good, man. Now I just wanted to say that I'm. Uh, so everyone can hear me good. Okay, so I just wanted to say I'm very, very, very familiar with the the Hebrew Israelite doctrine because I used to uh, be a Hebrew uh, Israelite of of. Um, I used to defend that doctrine. Um, I just want to say that. I'm no, I am neither an Israelite nor a Christian, so I'm not here to defend either either position. But I just have, you know, a few questions pertaining to the Israelite doctrine. Um, 
as far as one of the famous scriptures that the Israelites like to use is in Deuteronomy 28:68, pertaining to the slave, uh, the transatlantic slave trade. So I would kind of like more clarity on that. <coughs> that's um, time. That's time. I'm sorry. My, that's my fault, Shamar. Hey, uh, but actually, you're better in cross examination because you don't really have a statement. So that's actually better. It actually worked out better actually so but you, you got the next one but that actually worked out better because uh mine was more of a statement and yours was more of, a, of asking questions across okay um uh rebuttals um you got eight minutes uh and whenever you're ready let me know and you'll your eight minutes will start and this is the rebuttal so you can continue to say what you're saying or or uh in the rebuttal just anything that i or he well actually pretty much anything that i said uh, if you want to rebuttal that you got eight minutes free uh let me know when you want to start Okay, so we're going now. All right, so you're talking about if you go to Galatians 3, a lot of the Christians like to go to Galatians 3. Reason why? Because they don't know who the Gentiles are. The Gentiles were actually the, the Israelites that were scattered amongst the Romans and the Galatians and so forth. How we can prove that is to look at what Christ said. So let's go with Christ said rather than what Paul said, because the things a lot of what Paul says is uh, is very hard to understand. That's what they, because uh, he spoke in code. Thing is, if he spoke against uh, the the Roman Empire, you would get put to death. So this is what Christ said concerning some of the uh, concerning the Gentiles. So the was the book of Matthew chapter ten and verse five. These twelve Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, "Go not." into the way of the Gentiles, and to any city of the Samaritans enter ye not, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So the thing is that they were, uh, Christ was saying, telling the apostles, go into the, uh, the, to, into the, not into the way of the Gentiles, as in don't go into their customs, but go on to the uh, lost sheep of the house of Israel. So, we could even see what Paul said. So we get Paul said what in first, uh, was that First Corinthians chapter twelve and verse two, right? So let's get that real quick. So this is the first the book of First Corinthians chapter twelve and verse two. Ye know that ye were Gentiles. So if you were Gentiles, uh, then what were you? What, what what are you now? Right? Carried away into these dumb idols, you were led. Because why? Because the Gentiles were taking up the, uh, uh, us as the Israelites were taking up the customs of the Gentiles, right? So now we're going to the Apocryphal, uh, First Ezra chapter 8 and verse 69. Or is it, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, bear with me, bear with me. Whoops. Yeah, yeah. First Ezra chapter 8 and uh, verse 69. So, the nation of Israel, the princes, the priests, and the Levites are not put away from the strange people of the land. So they didn't put away those strange people, which were the other nations, nor the pollutions of the Gentiles, to wit of the Canaanites, Hittites, Pharisites, Jebusites, and the Moabites, the Egyptians, and the Edomites. So these are the other nations that were sojourning with the Israelites, but a lot of them took customs of them. Why? Because if you go into further into the Maccabees, a little bit of the history, we'll get that real quick. This is, the, this is where the term Christian actually came from was the time of the, uh, the Maccabees, which is the Grecian captivity. So it's the book of 1 Maccabees, chapter 1 and verse four, uh, sorry, 41. Moreover, King Antiochus wrote to his whole kingdom at, that all should be one people and everyone should leave his laws. So this is what the time was telling everybody, including the Israelites, to leave their laws. And that's what America does even now today. Everyone should be one nation under God, right? The, the great melting pot. So all the heathen agreed according to the commandment of the king. 
Yea, many also of the Israelites consented to, consented to his religion and sacrificed unto idols and profaned the Sabbath. So a lot of the Israelites conformed to these customs. So now we go to 2 Maccabees chapter 6 and verse 9. We'll get that real quick. And I'll show you what happened if we didn't conform. So this is the book of uh, 2 Maccabees chapter 6 and verse 9. And whoso would not conform themselves to the manner of the Gentiles should be put to death. So if you didn't conform to the Gentiles, you would actually be put to death. They, and then if we keep reading, then might a man have seen the present misery. So the present misery was that a lot of our people were going to be taking up these customs and that we were going to be losing ourselves. And we jump up to verse four, it even says on how the Gentiles actually defamed uh, the, the holy temples. For the temple was filled with riot and reveling, which is rioting and partying by the Gentiles who, dealt, who dallied with harlots, whores, and had to do with, with, with women within the circuit of the holy places. And besides that, brought into things that were not lawful. So they were sacrificing swine and so forth, right? And then uh, now, I'm, so I want to show you who the Gentiles are. And as well oh, as sorry, four minutes, covenant. halfway. Okay, okay. Now I'm just going to go into the New Covenant real quick. I just want to show you who the New Covenant is actually pertaining to. So this is the book of Hebrews, chapter 8 and verse 7. For it is the first covenant that had been fault, faultless. Then should no place have been sought for the second. So if it, oh, sorry, if it had been faultless. So if it had been faultless, that means if there was no fault, then there should have been no uh, use for another one, right? For finding fault with them, he saith, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, when I will make a new covenant, with the house of Israel and the house of Judah, Judah's southern kingdom, because he was the king of the southern kingdom. So now that's the, that has to do with the, the, the new covenant. It's only pertaining to the children of Israel. So now let's go to Deuteronomy 28, 68, like the brother said. Because I want to show you that the only nation of people that ever went into captivity by slave ships was the so-called blacks, Hispanics, and Native Americans. Right, but the blacks going by after the the after the 1600s, right? When we came, uh, a lot of us, uh, a lot of the so-called blacks came on slave ships, as well as during the time of the conquistadors, when which is over 120 years before the the blacks went into the captivity, and that was during the the time of Hernan Cortez and uh, Columbus and so forth, and they also were also in bondage as well. So again, the Lord shall bring thee into Egypt again. Egypt is synonymous for uh, bondage. If you actually read Exodus chapter uh, 20, verse two, uh, by uh, again with ships by whereof I spake unto thee, thou shalt see no more again, which is going to be our homeland that there ye shall be sold into your enemies for bondmen, bondwomen, and no man shall buy you. So the only, because that means uh, no man shall redeem you. Why? Because the Mosai is the only one that could redeem us out of this captivity. So going back to the curses, we are still in these curses. Why? Because as the so-called Blacks, Hispanics, and Native Americans, as the Israelites, we're supposed to be above all nations of the world, right? If you look at verse 48, this is another curse that is that we're living in to this day. Therefore, thou shalt serve thine enemies, which is like slave labor, which is going to be like through working, hard labor, you know, and so forth, which the Lord shall send against thee in hunger. So whenever we need food, we have to go to the other nations and in thirst and in thirst, which is means that you have to pay a damn water bill when water is free. We is God's water. Right. But yet we still have to pay the other nations to actually get that water and in nakedness, which is uh, uh, clothes. Yeah, we can make our own clothes. But who are you going to get the textiles from? A lot of our clothes are made in China, Taiwan, Vietnam, uh, America and so forth. 
But the thing is, is that we don't own any of those textiles and then want of all things. So whatever you need, whatever you want, you have to go to the nations for it. And you shall put a yoke of iron upon thy neck. The only people that had yokes of iron upon their neck were the so-called blacks, Hispanics, and Native Americans. When they came over here to the manifest destiny, right? So they came over here and they destroyed our people. They enslaved our people. And they actually uh, uh, put us into slavery, put us One into minute. bondage, One and, and made us... Uh, made us uh, into and made us to conform to their uh, customs like the way they did to us in the time of Antioch, which is the time of the Grecians. And so, and then it says, until he had destroyed thee. It was not a physical destruction. It was, well, it did come with a physical destruction, but also came with a spiritual, mental destruction. So that's the thing is that that's why a lot of people don't even know, a lot of Israelites don't even know who they are today because we've been scattered and destroyed spiritually, mentally, and now we don't have our identity. Up oh, 10 seconds. Um... Uh, you want to concede? Yeah, I concede. Okay, all right, cool. That's good, good, good. That was, that was pretty close, 10 seconds left. All right, um, l let me put put our time. <coughs> and I'm going to be very quick since I take the tickle the most of the last time. Here we go, three, two, one. Okay, uh, uh, yeah, going back to Jesus. Uh, yes, Jesus, again, comes with the new beatitude. And he said, uh, the, the, the law that, you know, number one, love God with all your heart, you know, and mind. And then the second is to love, love neighbor with all. And I, we do follow, we still follow the uh, Mosaic Old Commandments, uh, certain of them, like the moral ones, uh, but just like the purity laws that were kept, uh, do certain certain purity laws, we're under a new covenant, and, and we believe, again, uh, Jesus fulfilled that. And um, I, I think Jesus shows that, too, just from not having like a one particular race or people, but having everyone, uh, was it in... Uh, uh, Galatians, I think 23. Uh, let me see, put it up. Uh, see, because remember, scripture if scripture is scripture and we, we got to take the King James uh, 1611, well, then that means that Paul is also uh, uh, guided by the Holy Spirit, so we also have to take that. We can't just dismiss that either. <clears throat> uh, before the coming of his faith, we were held in custody under the law locked up until the faith that was not to come would be revealed so the law was our guardian until christ came <clears throat> that we might be justified by faith now that this faith has come we are no longer under a guardian so in christ jesus you are all children of god through faith for all of you were baptized into christ have clothed yourself with christ there is neither Jew nor Gentile, nor slave, nor free, nor, nor male or female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. You belong to Christ, then you are the Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Also, when we talk about Jesus, uh, Jesus is for all, Jesus is love, and, and it's about Jesus. It's not about uh, culture, identity. It's not about our, our, our ethnic identity, because that puts too much focus on us. It's about Jesus. And then and Matthew, again, I, I, I agree with that. He, he did not came to do away with the law. He fulfilled it. Uh, he was the one, the son of man from in the book of Daniel. You'll see one like the son of man in Isaiah, Jeremiah, the prophecies, even in Tobit, all the other books that, that, that he's in there. Uh, Christ is the fulfillment and we have a new law in our heart we follow Jesus and Jesus wants us all to be one and if we are a universal church then you would find that church spread out in 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 Africa in China in the Middle East in Southern America all over but but I I, I kind of I, I don't see a lot of validity or claim apostolic claim to the interpretation of, of Hebrew Israelites because remember it really does come down to who's 
by whose interpretation is the best. And I say that there is not a strong enough evidence, not, not enough warrants to claim that. Uh, Shamar, go ahead and, and, and do the last question about the, 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 the prophecy and the uh, transatlantic uh, slave uh, trade. Your turn. Okay. Um, well, the thing about uh, I would look at as far as ter- uh, interpretation goes is that um, when it's not clear and cut, you can pretty much interpret it the way you want. And you can uh, spin it to fit, uh, to fit your narrative. So when I look at Deuteronomy 2868, and it says that you will go back into Egypt uh, uh, again, this time in ships, um, and no man should buy you. In, in other words, like you said, no man should bond you out. No man should get you out of this predicament, because only God, uh, the Most High, can deliver you. But uh, the way I see it is that I'm just looking at this scripture in the context of the stories of the Bible, which means if you go back to Exodus, um, Moses led the children of Israel out of Egypt in a mass exodus because they were being oppressed there. So when I read Deuteronomy 28:68, the way I'm interpreting it is it's saying you're going to go back to that place that I delivered you from. This time you're going to go back in ships, and this time no one's going to get you out of Egypt at all. I got you out with Moses the first time. This time you're going to go back and no one's going to get you out this time as far as that scripture goes. That's the way I look at it. Now I can understand how someone can read that and say, well, no, Egypt means bondage because I used to follow the Israelite doctrine. So I'm very familiar with the talking points. So someone could say, no, Egypt actually means bondage. Therefore, um, you're going to go back into bondage and this time no one's going to deliver you. So I would just like to kind of let the brother give me clarity on that. How can I know that it's not talking about actually going back into the land of Egypt and this time no one will get you out versus the transatlantic slave trade to America um, and no one will get you out of that? Uh, we have You have two minutes left. If you want to talk about any more of, of the uh, interpretation or, or prophecies or the trade uh, transatlantic slave, you got about two and a half minutes left, Shamar. Okay, well, the transatlantic slave trade, well, we got to look at it. I mean, uh, if we look at the transatlantic slave trade, it just didn't take place in America. It just didn't take place. I mean, it took place in Brazil. It took place in, in uh, Haiti, Jamaica. The, all these countries were a part of the transatlantic slave trade, so we just can't look at America and say that you know, slavery only took place here. As a matter of fact, majority of the slaves were deported to Brazil than any other country. If we look at the the Haitian Revolution, uh, the the the, ha- the Haitians fought and defeated the French and the British and the Spanish, who were their colonizers, and they got their way out of it. But according to the scripture, it says no one will get you out of it. And the Haitians uh, fought and won that battle. So there was con- there was multiple. Um, uh, countries that, that had slaves other than just the United States. So I'm just curious to know um, about how do they fit in into this whole equation of Deuteronomy 28. Yeah, <clears throat> I would just we, we got uh, we got a minute and a half left. I, I would just uh, like to ask uh, also to Shamar. Well, because we can't ask questions yet. That's the next round. But Shamar, if you're, oh. you're on my team again, we're, you're not a, a, a Christian. Uh, so we're not defending a particular church or nothing. Uh, but I would just ask you, Shamar, if you're like an atheist or looking out from the outside, and if you, uh, like I said, if somebody knew you and you wrote a book, and then a thousand years later, 
Uh, doesn't it make sense that you would want to follow your, like me, I guess your friend, who me and, and, and Aaron, your friends who knew you, and then we who knew you told our sons, and then our sons uh, had friends, and they taught the stories of you, and so forth and so on. Whereas in history, uh, through the canon of scripture, how we got it, again, uh, Bible wasn't around, uh, the New Testament wasn't there. Even the Pharisees had like different books than the Sadducees. They didn't even agree on them. That's why when Jesus uh, spoke to them, he, 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 he didn't use certain passages because he knew they weren't coming from that. But the Septuagint with the Greek translation and all that, <clears throat> uh, wouldn't it make sense to see who has the proper translation, the interpretation? Interpretation is important. Uh, who has the more valid claim? Wouldn't it? Wouldn't you look at a historical point of view as as coming from a non-Christian? I mean, wouldn't you look at a historical yeah, would, view? Yeah, I would. I would look at who has the most uh, credentials as far as uh, historically who who would be more likely to be accurate. I would want that. Like, if I was to write a document about my life um, and hundreds of years, a thousand years. That's later, time. <laughs> that's time right there. Document cross-examination now you can ask us questions and uh you're going to be in charge of, of what questions you want to ask us about anything that we said or anything else or any other thing you want to ask us either one of us okay there you uh, go so there I you go okay so i want to ask is like what would be a proper in interpretation for you like what would it, would it be from an actual internal interpretation from the book itself or would it be from an outside in interpretation well, like in, I, I don't know the exact script, scripture, but the the eunuch, remember when the eunuch, uh, when you're saying, well, how am I supposed to know uh, what it what it teaches me? And, you know, it says I had somebody. Uh, also, Paul, of course, in the New Testament, it talks about twisting words. So obviously, it, 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 from a rational, logical sense, if I were to give somebody a book and a hundred people read it, I, it's, it's easy. Lot, from a logical standpoint, it's easy to see that there would be like... 50 different interpretations maybe not maybe 10 maybe 100 maybe all of them are different so again i am like a 35 year old dude in 2000 and, and i mean sorry yeah 2021 i'm gonna i'm gonna read the bible obviously if it says if it says oh jesus uh says uh kill yourself and kill everyone else i'm gonna be like well i don't see that in the bible so i i, I do think yeah of course you read it and, and we have brains so we can read it and be like okay i see this but but there is a proper interpretation and if you're going to follow something i think it makes the logical sense to have the thousands of years of of doctrine thousands of years of of, of theology plus from the people who were actually there uh with paul who were there with peter who 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 they appointed their bishops laid the lane of hands like when when judas uh scaria was was gone they laid hands on somebody else and then they laid hands on somebody else and they uh jesus gave us a living church not just the bible because again king jane wasn't around so like what um yeah does that answer i don't know if that i don't want to take up all the time but that's that's what I, my I'd answer would be what about you uh what about you brother uh Shemaya? No, 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 I'm good with him. That, that's good. <coughs> no, no, he's asking you. What, what would you want to see? Well, he said, what, what, what would I want to ask? No, what would you want to see? Like, in his question. Oh, no, I would just want to know as far as more clarity on the, uh, well, you could lay out the curses of Deuteronomy, but also the, the, the Deuteronomy 2868 uh, with the slave ships and, and being mm -hmm. in, in the transatlantic slave trade. That's more what I want to look at. Mm. Any other questions you wanted to ask us? You still got five minutes. Okay. 
So then, um, so there is an actual proper way to interpret the Bible. So if you actually, if you, uh, you read uh, Isaiah 28, 28 and uh, 10, it talks about how you're supposed to read precept upon precept, here little, there little. So you're actually supposed to go back and forth with the Bible. It's basically a big old puzzle. So, but going back to Matthew 5 and 17, uh, I want you to actually give me the interpretation of what you think that uh, verse, uh, verse 17 and 18 say in Matthew 5. Um, I can pull it up, but if you want, if you could read it to me. Um, let me try okay. to look for it. But if you want to read it, if you have it in front of you. Okay. So, this is the book of Matthew, chapter 5, and verse 17. Think not that I have come to destroy the law or the prophets. I have not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled. Okay. Oh, uh, yes. Now, now, see, this is where, again, where, where I agree that Jesus says, "I'm not coming." He, he's coming to fulfill it, as in write write the new law and and the prophecies that that were determined in the Old Testament. My see, the way I do the interpretation is I, I follow. I don't. I read that and I follow what the early church fathers read, like Clement or Ignatius or or Augustine or what the church has has said. This is what it means. I, I, I can't remember the exact person who said this but i do remember uh them talking about a different passage about when when the earth ends and the clouds fall down from the sky again this is not this is not matthew this is something else but it's in the new, new testament and they're saying that that is like a figure uh, apocalyptic uh jewish apocalyptic language just like in revelations which again this is a theological uh discussion and and you're you're free to interpret uh in two ways uh, but one of them is that the book of Revelation was already fulfilled, like with Nero, uh, 666, if you add up, like it's Nero, this, this emperor. And when he's all this destruction, uh, some of it is it already like the destruction of Jerusalem, the temple. So anyway, going back to what it was that was in Matthew, when I see that, that is fulfillment. When Jesus, when the earth, when the, when the earth stopped, he's not talking about a literal one. And again, it goes back to. Yes, it goes back to, I think that's the only way we can discuss it is interpretation by whose is more better. And again, I see is as Jesus dying on the cross, ending, pretty much ending. That's why we have AD now. We have a whole calendar based on, well, what happened in AD? Why, why do we say AD? Like, what happened? Well, the, the death and resurrection of Jesus. Uh, that's why the earth changed. The world changed. The world ended because the old covenant ended. And that, that's how I kind of see it. Um, you got two minutes left. I don't know if you want to. Two okay. and a half minutes. Two and a half. Okay, I see where you're coming from. However, so in the next, in the back to Matthew five, uh, it says that not in, uh, until earth and earth and heaven pass away. So it's not just talking about earth; it's talking about space as well. Space has been here; it hasn't passed away. Neither has earth. So that means the law's still here, right? So wouldn't that mean that the law's still here? Um, again, we do like the Ten Commandments. I, I, I fully uh, support that. Obviously, that's those are the moral things that are endured through, through time. Uh, but every single thing, like like what you were saying with the the sacrificial um, uh, sacrificial, uh, you don't have to do that no more. You know, we're not sacrificing lambs no more. Uh, but we don't have to do like mixing of the fabric or seeds in the same pile. Again, I do see that as a fulfillment of the law that we do follow uh, Jesus. Jesus, he's the event. Yes, the Bible, but also what Jesus taught. And he had a living church. 
So that's why I cling to that is because it's a, the Bible, as we know, it wasn't around during the first few centuries. <clears throat> wasn't put together. Uh, there was writings later on started putting, but you had to, you have to have a church, like a living church, to say what is canon. What? Okay. <coughs> yeah, a minute, so, uh, what, minute, what, a minute and ten. So what's the living church? Uh, well, obviously, again, me <coughs> Shamar is not a Christian, so he's. I'm not saying that he supports this. Obviously, me, I I, I would believe that it's the Catholic Church. Obviously, uh, that's just me. Uh, okay. Because yeah, but that's that's well, my qu- answer. Okay, so let me give you let me give you a scripture to show you what the living church is, and then you give me your interpretation. So this is uh, the book of Acts, chapter five and thirty uh, seven and thirty eight. This is he that was in the church in the wilderness with the angel, which spake unto him in Mount Sinai, and with the with our father, our fathers who received the lively oracles to give to us. So what is it talking about right there? <clears throat> uh, what I see that what I see that is, is Jesus is the head of our church. It's not the Pope is like the uh, the minister, but <clears throat> Jesus is the head and he is the living church. But he gave the keys like in Matthew sixteen eighteen. Whatever you bind on heaven is bind on earth. Whatever you loose the keys, just like the prime minister in the Old Testament on this rock. Like he, we do see the whole. I look at the whole testament, and that's how we're supposed to look at the Bible as a whole. And as a whole, you do see a living church even in the Old Testament. That's. That's time. So, that, so you would confirm, <coughs> say you, you confirm that. All right. Yeah. Okay. Um, now it's our cross examination. Three, two, one. Okay. Uh, yeah, I just kind of wanted more clarification on, uh, you know, uh, Deuteronomy twenty-eight sixty-eight as far mm-hmm. as uh, slave ships and bondage and things, and also um, the curses that you were also talking about. I believe they're in Deuteronomy also, right? Yes, sir. Uh, actually, Deuteronomy 28, 15, uh, all the way to 68 are the curses. Okay. Okay. And so I kind of just wanted more clarification on um, a little bit more on the um, 28, chapter. That is, so you're saying that, that uh, that's talking about, that's a prophecy uh, talking about the transatlantic slave trade. Yes, sir. And not just the transatlantic, but actually the the um, the Portuguese uh, the Portuguese slave trade, uh, the slave trade uh, concerning the the Native Americans and the Hispanics, because we were actually here in the Americas even before uh, the cross Atlantic slave trade. So, if you read of Second uh, Ezra uh, thirteen and forty, when it talks about the ten tribes are scattered. Uh, to the land of Azareth, which is America today, and are the Americas today? Um, hold, on, hold on, real quick. Um, you, uh, where did you say that was? Uh, isn't it? It's the book of uh, Second Ezra's and the Apocrypha, chapter thirteen, <coughs> verse forty. Okay, because I, I remember. I don't know if it's Ezra's. It's either in Tobit, because wasn't Tobit like uh, part of the the ten tribes? In, in the Old Testament, wasn't it the ten tribes weren't weren't they conquered by the Assyrians, which is near Iran, and yes, then of sir. course in the Babylonians was like I guess Iraq, but but how did they mm-hmm. get to America if if they were scattered throughout? Because remember, even was it the lady uh, in in the New Testament? Wasn't she part of one of the the tribes of the North? Samaritan? Yes, yeah, yes, wasn't sir. she? Um, so I, I'm just curious of, of how, how did they get to America or how was that America even even in Tobit and, and uh, other books? Uh, we do see people from the tribes from the northern 
10 tribes, but we know what mm -hmm. happens to them in history. I, I just never heard that the, what you're saying about the Atlantic slave trade, <clears throat> there, there's really no, there's no uh, major scholar or New Testament critic that is teaching at any major university that, <clears throat> that subscribes to that other than uh, Hebrew Israelite. If there is, uh, I, I would like to know who that is. Well, there's actually many, but like, again, if you actually read on how the, the Bible, uh, the King James Version was translated, it was actually translated by 47 of the top scholars in the world at that time from Oxford and Cambridge, which were Ivy League schools. So they had one group for the Apocrypha. If the, if the Apocrypha weren't meant nothing, if they didn't mean anything, why would they have a whole group dedicated to the Apocrypha, right? So um, I'm going to give you second Ezra 13 and 40, which is concerning those, but also goes and ties in to Deuteronomy 28, 68. Because it's talking about all of Israel, right? Not just specific tribe or specific uh, whatever. So this is the book of Second Ezra, chapter 13, verse 40. Those are the 10 tribes which were carried away prisoners out of their own land, which is Jerusalem. In the time of Osi, the king of whom Salamanazar, the king of Assyria, led away captive. And he carried them over the waters. So they came over the waters. How do you go over waters? Do you, you, you swim over the waters? You could use a ship. Right. So, and so came they into another land, but they took this counsel amongst themselves that they would leave the multitude of the heathen and go forth into a further country, wherever never mankind dwelt. So what did Columbus say when he came over here? He said he discovered what? The Indies? Well, the when, New World. When Columbus came over here, he said he discovered India. Yeah, the New World, right? But India is actually uh, the, it's actually the... Um, a term that which comes from the Latin word indios, which means slave, right? What were the Native Americans, what did they go into? Slavery, right? So, but if you keep reading, and it talks about basically that, because if you look at how the 10 tribes and how, what their, uh, how do I say, their characteristics were, they, uh, Issachar, and a lot of them had, uh, uh, I, had, how do I say, um, knowledge of the times. They knew how to navigate through the waters. That's why the Assyrians took them over and brought them over here. So because they, they knew how to navigate through the waters and with the stars and so yeah. forth. Yeah. So I, I just see, uh, I don't know. I was going to ask uh, Shamar if you had another question because we got three minutes left. Uh, let me let me move the conversation. Uh, uh, let me say this last thing. And then Shamar, I don't know if you want to, uh, because we got three minutes left. I, I, I just don't, honestly, I just don't see any historical uh non-biased evidence other than uh, uh hebrew israelites that that attest to that coming to america uh and and again in the ships even from egypt to jerusalem uh they use ships too they have like canals and stuff even near they have a dock like in near alexandria and all that so i mean th that's not just to go over waters that that's that's not that big of a thing but there's just no historical evidence uh no scholar says that even african-american studies uh in, um, native american study I, I don't see that um we got two minutes two two minutes left shamar you want to ask one more question before our time ends Well, really, I mean, I guess I'm just looking at it. I, I'm, I'm just looking at the outside. Okay, I guess I'm, I, I guess I'm looking at outside of the of the Bible. Hmm. Where will we look to for sources to prove? Okay. Yeah, that's a good. Or, yeah. Or, you know what I mean? That, 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 that the outside of yeah. Because every if everybody if they're okay okay then why are there Lutherans why are there Baptists why are there non-denom like if everyone okay. thinks they have the right interpretation outside of the Bible like 
I can find atheists that attest to certain things about uh, uh, the Catholic Church or or any other religion. You can find uh, people outside of that. Like you can even Protestants attest certain things. Uh, and and I like those. I'm not saying it has to be. Uh, it, it, if anyone else, you shut it out. No, but it, it is right. nice to have outside people. Uh, th- that have no dog in the fight to say, yeah, you know what, actually, but there is, we just don't see that. Okay. Well, back to, uh, if you go to the Zonderman Dictionary and if you read in uh, page 80 things for, uh, 83 and talking about the King James Version. Okay. Well, um, uh, well, I'm sorry. What is that called? So, uh, Z- just that way the, I can look Zonder- it up later. The, the Zonderman, Zonderman Dictionary. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Bible and what is, is that? Actually, it's actually uh, the Bible Dictionary that is actually, uh, that is, uh, by scholars of Ivy League schools of Oxford, Cambridge, and so forth that have uh, every, po- like, not every possible, but pretty much any any uh, proper definition in the Bible. So, uh, but what you were saying concerning like how we can go outside sources, and they actually got people from outside uh, that had the proper cultural context and the language and dialect uh, from Hebrew, Latin, and Greek to come in and actually come in and actually be like, oh no, this is this is what they mean. Because if I say it's raining cats and dogs, and you told that to someone that's barely learning English, uh, what are they going to think? They're going to think, oh yeah. man, it's actually raining cats and dogs. Yeah, no. yeah, no. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? So yeah. they got people that were able to understand the slang or the cultural context in uh, which the the dialect was being used in. But, but for concern- for the yeah, but for the two thousand years, like Clement and uh, Augustine, they didn't know until later. Oh, oh that's time. I'll just finish the thought real quick. Uh, so like Augustine, Aquinas, uh, people that were before uh, the Zonderman Bibles, are you, are you saying any of the church early church fathers didn't know like how oh, they to probably do it? Knew, but they probably, they probably uh, just, uh, you know, because let me just give you one more scripture. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, go ahead. Because we're going to get into free form. So uh, that, that'll fit okay. best. And so, so go ahead. All right. So, so this is the book of First Timothy chapter four and verse one. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times, this would be considered the latter times, right? Some shall depart from the faith, which is the faith of Jesus Christ coming and dying for the sins and the uh, and dying really for the remission of sins for the children of Israel. If you read in Acts 5 and uh, 29 and 30. Uh, departing the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits, because if you actually know what spirit means according to the Most High God, it's actually John 6, 63, which is the what he says, the words of the words that I speak to you are spirit. So he's talking about different doctrines and doctrines of devils. Devils doesn't mean uh, a demon or whatever. Devil means deceiver, right? So see, speaking lies in hypocrisy. So they're talking about other people that speak lies and use their own words and their own interpretations of what they think and what they feel instead of using the word of God. Speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. If you sear something with a hot iron, what does it do? It marks it, right? It burns it. Hence the term mark of the beast. It's not something physical. It's spiritual. Forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from meats. This is what the Catholic Church teaches. They, they actually forbid to marry and command to abstain from, uh, to abstain from meats. Which God had created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe. And if you, uh, not thanksgiving as in they are the celebrating of thanksgiving and destruction of the Indians and the Native Americans. And know the truth. And to believe and knowing the truth, to believe, you read Sirach 32 and 24, it's talking about believing is keeping the commandments. And the truth, according, uh, according to God, is Psalms 119 and 142, where the law is the truth. So 
Okay. All right. Well, let's start the. Uh, I, I just uh, let you read that passage and stuff, but uh, I'm going to start the time for the the final uh, open forum, um, and, and then we'll do closing statements, and that'll be it. Uh, but let me start it right now. Okay. So it's just like a, a, a form. Um, uh, well, first, uh, I was gonna go back to what we talked about earlier, but just real, just real quick, I'll just touch on those things. Like, uh, they don't forbid eating meat. That, that's actually a church discipline. It's it's just a, a, a misunderstanding. It's it's a church a self imposed uh, denial. It's a it's a discipline. It's not like a, a official big D doctrine. Um, and then also, like I said, uh, about different worshiping idols and all that stuff like that. That could be another subject, but I just want to briefly touch on that. But I kind of want to go back to what you were saying in, in like your opening statement <coughs> and um, and your, your rebuttal. Um, I just wanted to ask this clarifying question because because I don't think I asked you and I don't think I don't think I have. So are you saying that Actually, I asked you this, but then this is where we got into the inviting to the you know do this dialogue. But but I I didn't get an answer. I just wanted to know: Are you saying that that Hispanics and African Americans are the only ones that could be saved, and and like white people are, I guess, outside of salvation or a devil or whatever? Um, is that what you're saying? Or oh, that's what the Bible says. Not what I'm saying. That's what the Bible. Says. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. Let me. I'm sorry. That you're right. You're. Um. Let me. Let me be careful. Um. Is that what you believe? Um, do you believe that to be true? That white people are, are not going to be saved no matter what if they if they no matter what. Is that what you you uh, stand by? Uh, as long like you said the Bible, you, you say that the Bible interprets that. Do you stand by that interpretation? That's what I mean. Yeah, I'll give the scripture for that. Romans three and four. God forbid. Yea, let God be true, but every man a liar, as it is written that thou mightest be justified in thy sins and mightest overcome when thou art judged. So yeah, whatever the most high says is what I believe. So as long as the word of God says it, that's what I believe. Okay. Yeah, I guess where we're where we're getting to disconnect is that the Lutherans, the Mormons would say something else, the Jehovah Witnesses would say something else. John Calvin would say something else, uh, you know. Right. And my thing oh. is 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 that interpretation uh also to the way we interpret scriptures too is is in context, you know. Uh, what are they talking right. about? And also as a whole, what is the whole message? Uh, the Old Testament's a, a love story of redemption for His people, uh, getting redeemed time after time. Uh, Jesus is all over the Old Testament, and and I think right, right. if we He's agree, <coughs> the book. Right. if we agree that Jesus is the fulfillment, which which I, uh, Israel united in Christ, if we are saved in Christ and we are not accursed. And I think that we can take anything in the Bible and say, look, that's this. And again, there are actual real injustice done to minorities, especially the African-American uh, people who right. have suffered so many. And so I do understand that side. I understand that side. But I think it's disrespectful uh, to to the, the African-Americans who fought, you know, for the civil, uh, I was going to say civil war, um, the civil rights. Well? Yeah, yes, 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 of course. Yes. Yeah, yes, yes. But yeah. I'm just saying, like, I, I, that's why I said minorities. And then I'm just saying, in particularly, the African-Americans had it worse. Well, according but to why, scripture, we're actually the multitude. We are a multitude number to, uh, to, uh, to number of the sand. So we actually are the majority. It's just that we consider yeah, in, in America, man. I'm sorry. Yes, it, yes. In America, we are. I just don't see that doctrine 
being Jesus, uh, Jesus, uh, a, a Jew, uh, Jesus, okay. Palestine, Greeks going all over, Assyrian, uh, uh, Augustine, Tertullian, who are African, like all over the world. It's a, it's a worldly thing. It's, it, it's, it, it's all over. So it's not just for do you one. Believe John three sixteen. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. For God, whoever loved the okay, world. Yes, so, I, I believe that. Yeah. I believe yeah. That. Okay. Well, the thing about John three sixteen is that's only talking to the Israelites, right? Say, I'm sorry. Say that again. I was coughing and I. The the the, the book uh, the verse John three sixteen it's actually speaking to only the Israelites. If you actually go up to verse fourteen, and even if you start at verse one, Christ is talking to a Pharisee who was Nicodemus, who was an Israelite. They were the uh, masters of the Mosaic law, right? They yeah. were Israelites. Two Israelites coming together talking about this, right? But if you read verse fourteen. It says, as, and as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the son of man be lifted up. Yeah, so when on the cross. Moses was in, yeah, was Moses, who was Moses with in the time of the Exodus? He was with the Jews. The Israelites, right? Yeah. So, but he said he lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, uh, even so must the son of man be lifted up. Yeah, because so they got he, bit by this, you know, <laughs> so, so right, it's weird right, that right, with right, right. the thing that you, that cursed you, now you have to look on this. And God said, look upon this. You know, yeah, right, yeah. right, right. And so that's what that was representation of Christ. Yes, right? I, I agree and with that. that. No, I'm with you on that. that was, mm -hmm. Right. And that was for uh, the children of Israel. And so the son of man must be lifted up in the same way for the children of Israel. Right. So that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. this is two Jews talking to each other. Yes. Uh, mm -hmm. So so but, they're both two Israelites talking to each other yes there were a lot of jews in, in that time yes but and you, right. all the apostles were jews yeah they're very jewish mm -hmm. but what do you do with uh going <laughs> yeah, yeah what do you what do you do with uh going and make disciples of all nations like i, I just don't right, nobody talks about yeah no nobody i just don't see that from main and this is not my argument i'm not if this was my sole argument it, it would it's it, it would be weak I'm not saying just because you have billions, you have a, a, like billions of Christians, mainstream Christians, uh, historical Christians. Nobody's saying that in the early. There's no heresy. Uh, Pelagianism was a heresy. Arianism was a heresy. None of the church fathers, uh, Arianaris, I mean, uh, uh, Clement, any of them are saying, uh, Augustine are talking about uh, uh, the heresy of 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 not being an Israel, not being an Israelite. Like there's no, I don't, there's no document. There's just, it's not in history. It's just not there. Nobody's Actually, talking about it that. Is. It is. Well, but the thing is the reason why I don't talk about it is because what, if you look at Psalms 83 and verse five, if we can get that together, um, if you look at Psalms 83, the thing is, is that a lot of us, the, the other nations, they take counsel against us. They take counsel against us to make sure that the name of Israel wouldn't be in remembrance. Right. So let's, let's just, let me just read this real quick, Psalms 83, and we'll start at uh, we'll start at verse 2. For lo, thine enemies make a tumult, which is basically uh, a like basically a group they're meeting, and they ha they oh and they that ha oh my God and they that hate thee have lifted up the head. If you read like an uh what is that in uh, Genesis 40 and 20 when the the Pharaoh lifted up the head of the butler and what so forth and executed him, that's what it's going into. They have said, come and let us cut them off from being a nation, that the name of Israel may be no more in remembrance. For they have consulted together with one consent, 
they are confederate against thee. So these other nations are doing their best power to actually hold us down and make sure that we don't remember who we are. Because the more that we stay in our sin, I don't know if you know what sin is. Do you know what sin is? Uh, to miss the mark. Uh, is that your words or is that? You correct me if I'm wrong. Is it, it, sin is, uh, according to the Bible and people who believe in that, sin is a transgression against the law, correct? That is right. Hey, all praises, bro. That, that's a good one, too. I yeah. knew you were all right. I well, knew you yeah. were all right. <laughs> but that is to miss the mark. That's just another way of saying it. But yeah, no, I, right. I, I agree with that too. That that yeah. So according to so the thing is is that they know that as long as we stay in our sin, that they we would they would overcome us. So if we actually go to um let me see, where is that? Judas, if I'm not mistaken. Judas uh yeah, Judas chapter five and verse twenty. Now therefore, my lord. And oh, sorry. Now, therefore, my lord and governor, if there be any error in this people, they and they sin against their God, let us consider that this shall be their ruin. So, if we sin against the Most High God, because God is actually only for the Israelites, he, he, if you read that in Joel 2 and 27, he says that I am the midst of Israel. And there, and well, let's actually get that because I, you know, hey, let God be true and every man a liar, right? So, yeah, we so got three uh, three minutes left. Um, Shamar, right. did you want to? I don't know if you, you got uh, added anything or. Yeah, go for it. Well, I'll let him finish what he was about to say. Oh uh, well, we we got like less than three minutes, so I, I don't think you got quick. any time. I'll make it quick. Oh, let me read this verse real quick. So, Joel chapter two and verse twenty-seven, and you shall know that I am the midst of Israel, and I am I am the Lord your God, and none else, and my people shall never be ashamed. And then if you read uh, if you read Judith uh, 5 and 20, it talks about how if they keep us in our sins, that they will always triumph, triumph over us. That's why uh, we are still in this curses. Yep. Well, well I, I guess I just wanted to ask you, just in your opinion, real, real quick. Uh, why do you believe, then, there's so many different interpretations or uh, positions that people will take when they read this book and they come up with their own understandings, such as, you know, you have so many different... Uh, movements and things uh, spawned out of this book. Why do you think that that happened? You have the Israelite doctrine. You have uh, Christians and even Muslims also uh, spawn out of the Bible. Uh, they just say that the Bible has been tampered with or whatever. Why do you think so many cannot come to the same conclusions with each other using the same book? Because uh, a lot of the other nations know that the Bible is not for them. But wouldn't uh, uh, if, if you if you want to look this up later, uh, you you can look this up. But there's actually a lot of other people that claim it, it's going to sound funny. It's actually it's actually serious if you look it up. Uh, there's there's a group in Japan that claim that they are Israelites. There's actually a, this like uh, the Black Hebrew Israelites. There's actually like a, a a one I think in Europe or is in Ireland or British. <clears throat> there's actually the, literally the same thing, but the opposite. They believe that they are the chosen people, and they're like like from England or Ireland. Uh, there's even some in Native American people, Ethiopian. There's a lot. Oh, so there, there's other people making that claim and they're saying that everyone else is, is a heretic. So well, remember <clears throat> that we're scattered across the earth. Yes, but but they're not saying that. They're saying the same thing that the the black Hebrew Israelites are saying, except well, so the white person. When you, you know. when you say black Hebrew Israelites, we're not black Hebrew Israelites. We're just Israelites because... 
were the Blacks, Hispanics, and Native Americans. So there's it's not a color thing. It's not uh, a color thing. Okay, okay. Let, let me ask you this because I, I uh, the the United in Christ, <coughs> uh, Israel's United in Christ. Uh, when, when was that founded? Like the actual movement. When was that founded? Do you know? Uh, 2003, but uh, when, well, was when um, it actually became something like a, a phenomenon. But it actually started with the bishop, uh, Bishop Nathaniel, uh, back in 1995. Yeah, I think I. Bedroom. Yeah, that I think. Okay, I was about to good, 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 because I was about to say I think. Okay, good, good. You know your stuff, then. That's good. Um, I I would just see I would just you see how that sounds though. That, that's good that you knew that though, because I was going to ask you, wasn't it? But in 1993, that's that's over 2,000 years uh, removed from the the apostles and jesus christ uh oh, okay that's time uh okay uh uh you want uh get your closing statement um uh well actually no, do you want to go last or for it doesn't matter to me but since it's it, the open I'll forum was time, okay cool all right well we're just gonna get we're just gonna get three minutes just a short closing so <clears throat> let me set it up. So I, 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 once again, I want to thank you for this. This was actually a, a very good charitable uh, uh, discussion. So I, again, I want to thank you. So I'll put three minutes and just we're going to I'm just going to give a closing statement. All right, here we go. Okay, so in this you know discussion, I wanted to show that how the 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 translation of the Bible uh, and the uh, whose interpretation had more uh, d does uh, the Israelites have uh, proper or authority or, or or weight and levity to the claim of having the right translation, and also do Christians under the Mosaic Law, and I think I touched on a few reasons why I don't believe that's true, and I do want to say that Jesus's love. And love your neighbor as yourself, you know, love your God with all your heart. The be <clears throat> the beatitudes, um, his love, even uh, Peter and the uh, uh, apostles love for the Romans, even the Romans, the Gentiles, everyone going to Turkey, going to Greece, going all over shows uh, that God is, is love and love for all, for all. Like, again, there's neither no nor slave nor free, no Jew nor Gentile. And that's the doctrine that I hold, and, and I, I would believe that people uh, who would hear this would, would, would agree that uh, to, to, to be in particular for somebody's race, uh, because that's what happened to the African Americans there, somebody used that against them to and other minorities too, to use unju unheard of injustice against them. And I would just uh, wish that we're all brothers in Christ, no matter what color you are, no matter who you are, <clears throat> no matter where you live. That I would believe that that's that's Jesus loved, and I do believe Jesus uh, died and, and was resurrected and came again and, and on Pentecost, and and we are in the new covenant. So I would just uh, like to say uh, thank you again for doing this debate. And uh, Shamar, if you want to say one, <coughs> any last thing? You got a minute? Yeah, I just want to appreciate uh, appreciate him for coming on and um, you know defending his doctrine and his belief, and uh, you know it's greatly appreciated. And I guess where I, I I I guess where I'm just looking at it, I, I um, it's just amazing to me that you know people can read this same book and come up with so many different directions of the same book. You know, it's almost like we're reading a map and, and and coming up with different directions. Yeah, we have well, we have one minute left. I just wanted to ask you because I didn't ask you. We have we have less than a minute left, Shamar. Uh, what was one reason why you left? Uh, I know, I know, I, sh I should ask you that earlier, but why? Why did you leave the Hebrew Israelites? Real quick, because it's real short. Uh, well, I just left the Hebrew Israelite uh, faith, uh, our doctrine, uh, because I just felt that a lot of questions weren't answered for me, and I just wasn't 
um, I, I didn't feel fulfillment there. I just felt like there was something else outside of it, and I just didn't get the fulfillment I wanted. All right. <clears throat> That's the 10 seconds. Um, hope maybe we'll do this again because there's a whole bunch of other stuff we didn't touch on. Uh, but uh, that's it. That's our time. Um, all right. Uh, you got three minutes on the clock. If you want to give uh, your opening statements, uh, whenever you're ready, just start talking. Okay. So uh, I just want to say with uh, just open up with John, uh, John 8, 8, uh, 8 and 32. Pretty sure we all know it. So the book of John, chapter 8, verse 32. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. So the thing is, is that everyone says that uh, we will know the truth in pre, uh, Christ Jesus, right? And, uh, you know, with him, we know we know truth, so forth, right? Well, I just want to say that this, this, it's not a doctrine. That's the thing, is that, and if it is a doctrine, the doctrine that we go by is, thus saith the Lord. Because the thing is, is that there's many doctrines. There's a lot of doctrines that say one thing and, and say something else. But the thing is, is that accor doctrine according to the scriptures is uh, Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 2. For I give you good doctrine. So God said, I'm going to give you good doctrine. Not the devil's doctrine. Not this other doctrine. Jehovah's Witness, Catholic, Christian, uh, Lutheran, Methodist, Baptist, whatsoever. But the doctrine of the Most High God. Forsake you, not my law. So the doctrine is God's law. So uh, going back to it is that the, the thing is, is that the whole Bible is only written to the children of Israel. Throughout the whole book, it's only written to the children of Israel. You know, and, you know, there is I'm not saying that there is a complete destruction for the other nations, but the only way that they could have any sort of light towards that is that they have to come to the law, statutes, and commandments. Because when Christ comes back, as you read, it says that every knee is going to bow. So no matter what it is, no matter who you are, every knee is going to bow, and everyone's going to have to come to these law, statutes, and commandments. So the thing is, is that I just uh, really encourage everybody to actually study and read the Bible, you know, precept upon precept, uh, here little, there little, because the Bible, yeah, it is a map, and it's a map to our salvation. It's the map of salvation for the children of Israel. And if you read in Acts 5 and 29, I just want to touch up on those little things real quick. You know what I mean? Uh, so, so there's the book of Acts, chapter 5 and verse 30. For God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom ye slew and hanged on a tree. Him hath God exalted with his right hand to be a prince and a savior for to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. So, again... As long as, long as these uh, so-called Black Hispanics start waking up, which we are doing now, from Israel Uniting Christ, we, we started as a, just a small group. I, I'm still new in the truth, but I've already got so much understanding, all praising the Most High, to putting the Spirit in the men to give me this understanding. Uh, but it started with just a few people, and now we're over 10,000 strong. So that's how you know that this truth is a real, the, the truth is real. You don't got, you got like TD Snakes and all these uh, Creflo Dollar making money off you. Come to the, the word of God. Come to what thus saith the Lord. Not what, That's not time. What you, uh, come we'll, to your Yeah, come finish your statement. Okay. <laughs> this will come with your feelings. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Well, that that's it. And uh, again, Matt, hopefully we'll do it again. And uh, uh, maybe come up with two uh, two main questions. Because there, there, there's so much stuff we could have we got into. There were so many questions I wanted to ask. But I kind of wanted to, to somewhat stay within... Uh, these two uh, pillars, these two questions, uh, but there's so much other stuff. 
Uh, so hopefully next time we'll do it again. Uh, yes, I just want to thank you for coming on again and uh, uh, this gracious, uh, charitable uh, discussion. Um, all right, man. Yes, thank sir. you. Appreciate yeah, it. All praise to the Most High. All praise to the Most High. And, uh, you know what I mean? Hopefully some people uh, gleam something out of, the, out of these lessons and out of these statements and so forth. And, you know, Most High in Christ bless you all, man. All, all right. All right. Bye. Thank you. Shalom. All right, man. Thank you, man. Shalom. Shalom, bro. Shalom. Most High in Christ bless.